welcome to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. Together, we will be bringing you a weekly whiskey podcast where we'll be discovering drams, exploring distilleries, talking to industry experts and sharing other whiskey adventures. Not only will we be sticking our noses into our drams, but also into all things new and current in the whiskey universe, with a leading commentary, of course. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. Welcome to the second episode of Whiskey Sisters podcast. Can't believe we've actually done the first one. (laughs) Now we obviously have a podcast. Yes, go Whiskey Sisters. Yes, the people that have heard us talk about this for a long time (laughs) can now be silenced. We're we're doing it and we're on our second episode. It's happening. Absolutely. And today's episode, we will be discussing various cask finishes, anything from rum to Amarone. But first, it's time to stick our noses into what's been happening in the world of whiskey during the past week or so. Stick your nose in it. Okay, Inca, what's new or interesting out there? Okay, so this is new and not so new at the same time. But just recently, the Glenlivet re-launched um, a whiskey cocktail capsules. Capsules? Uh, yeah, edible co- whiskey cocktail capsules. But now you say that, I do remember hearing something about capsules a few years back, but I didn't try them and I actually didn't realise it was um, whiskey cocktails. So these have been released again, have they? Yeah, so basically they launched them in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of looks like those tablets that you put with your washing you know those kind of <laughs> and your dishwasher <laughs> yeah or and your yeah with your clothes you know those kind of yeah, squishy little squishy ones yeah the squishy ones so they basically 2019 they launched them it was a massive deal and you know people like didn't like it because you know it's whiskey and why would you do something like that with whiskey but then other yeah. people thought that it was so much fun and they kind of redesigned them slightly so they are smaller and round. Um, okay. the, the coating is made with edible seaweed and it's oh, no slightly way. thinner, I think, than the previous mm-hmm. one. And yeah, so they're kind of easier to digest. And I tried them actually uh, mm-hmm. last summer when I was visiting the Glenlivet. Uh, it, I have to say, they're quite fun. I really wanted to buy yeah. They come in these little jars. Uh-huh. And I really, really wanted to buy some because they're quite fun. You know, if you host a party at home and then yeah. the instant of shots, you just give everyone those. You put it <laughs> in your mouth and it just basically just explodes everywhere. Like, no so you way. have to, like, they always say, like, keep your mouth closed because otherwise it just like splashes out. Yeah, I think I'd be worried about that, you know, of dribbling down the chin. <laughs> but if they're a wee bit smaller than, you know, I don't know how big they were before, but yeah. if they're a little bit smaller, that sounds like as if they've maybe had a bit of a rethink and a relaunch. But I couldn't see if you could actually buy them because in the summer they did say that they only for special occasions mm-hmm. and you couldn't buy them. But I don't know if this relaunch maybe means that you could maybe buy them at the distillery because that would be so much fun. So yeah, they have five different fa- flavors. They got like a fruity one, coffee one, um, old fashioned, and then a sour and the Mai Tai. Uh, it was the Mai Tai that I tried. 
But to be honest, you don't really have too much time to think about the flavors because <laughs> you're just like, oh. it was more fun just seeing everyone's faces when their thing explodes. Absolutely. They do sound good fun. And yeah. whiskey cocktails is something that we're going to think a bit more about in a future episode. Yes. But we'll until I met there. you, I hadn't even tried any whiskey cocktails. Oh, I'm, I'm intrigued and I want to try them now. Whiskey Sisters! So today we wanted to chat a little bit about the different cask finishes. Um, as this seems to be more and more um, popular and loads of brands are bringing new releases with different, different finishing. Um, mm-hmm. So cask finishing basically means moving the spirit from one barrel to another one where it's left to finish the final maturation period. So in most cases, the cask has been ex-bourbon or ex-sherry, and the second one, and then it's something a bit more exciting or, you know, something mm-hmm. unique. Uh, it can be a wine cask, red, uh, red wine, white wine, champagne, um, or some sort of fortified wine, like a PX sherry or port, or it can be rum or, you know, there's loads of, loads of op- yeah. options. And do you, do you have any favorite releases yourself? Well, I recently I bought a new bottle, um, Aaron Amarone finish, because um, I'm always quite interested in the wine finishing. They they always bring yeah. kind of funky flavors, and that Amarone just sounded quite interesting. And mm-hmm. it's bottled at fifty percent ABV, but it didn't really feel strong to me at all. Oh, really? Like I, di- I didn't feel like I needed to add water, but obviously then, because I was trying it first time, so then mm-hmm. I did try it with water as well. Um, but the Amarone cask basically brings a lot of kind of red fruit notes, um, cranberries and red currants and pomegranate and that kind of stuff. And oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice. And once you, with the water, it's, it's kind of had this kind of pastry uh, powdered uh, sugar kind of thing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the finish is yeah it was really nice very easy sipping I, I have to say and very mm-hmm. good value for money it's not an expensive bottle yeah uh-huh you wouldn't say overpriced no not at all um, another, another one um, that I really enjoyed was the Glenmurray Cabernet cask finish and that was quite big and bold kind of for a young whiskey mm-hmm. Uh, has kind of nice mouth feel to it and slightly peppery and again really good value for money and that's good for people wanting to try a bit of a different cask finish isn't it and if it's you know maybe affordable you know you don't want to perhaps spend too much money on something you're not sure if you're going to enjoy the finish exactly I think that's always when you try when you're new to whiskey that's the one thing that you just Mm -hmm. don't want to spend loads of money when you're new and you don't know what you like yeah so it's nice to have these a bit more like a bit more option on these cheaper ones but still very good definitely value and I think we need to point out how you say amarone because it is absolutely beautiful the way you see it and am I right in thinking that you're also learning Italian as well as being multilingual and better at seeing the Gallic whiskey names than me <laughs> yes I am studying Italian <laughs> that's but, just showing off Inca yeah 
parla italiano. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to point that out because it was beautiful. Well, I've, I've not tried the Glenmarie uh, Cabernet finish, although I have tried the um, Glenmarie Chardonnay cask finish. Mm. That starts in traditional bourbon casks and then transferred to Chardonnay wine barrels. So... Although I'm new to nosing and tasting with any kind of confidence, I really picked up on a kind of fruity, fresh pear with this whiskey. Mm -hmm. And then on, you know, when tasting, I got a kind of, I was imagining like a light caramel sauce, a bit of kind of vanilla notes. And I did actually enjoy it. Um, But am I thinking of the right ones? I remember you discussing this one with the Chardonnay finish, maybe seeing kind of buttery and marzipan notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's quite sweet, um, Mm -hmm. but has a really nice soft nose because the Cabernet cask is very wine. (laughs) Like you really get the red wine on the nose. Ah, So then it's kind of surprising when you actually sip it. It's not as wine flavored like the amarone uh-huh. for example um so yeah I, I liked it but the chardonnay was really nice as well it was it's sweeter and is buttery um only mm-hmm. thing i just i thought that the finish was a little bit shorter than on the cabernet okay but, you know i guess for younger and that kind of cheaper pricing brackets you don't mm-hmm. necessarily always get a big lingering finish. Yeah, the finish is always <laughs> a little bit short, but you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. And do you think, because I'm just wondering, do you think your experience in other spirits, because you write about lots of, of different spirits, um, do you think that gives you better insight into the flavours, you know, that the flavours that are imparted from cast, like the sherry or like the rum? Um, I would say it definitely helps. Um it kind of gives you ideas on what to expect. So if mm. I see a whiskey that is finished in PX Sherry, you kind of know what kind of flavors um, that PX will contribute. So, you know, those kind of dry fruits and that kind of like Oloroso might give a little bit more nuttiness mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. rum usually has that kind of tropical fruits and so on. So it does help. I went to the sherry region a few years back. And when, once you see how sherry is being made and, you know, how, what they do with the casks and so on. So it gives you a little bit of better understanding. But it doesn't mean that you have to like the, you know, say like you don't like rum or you wouldn't like PX sherry. Doesn't mean that you wouldn't like the whiskey. Yeah. So maybe for that note to put people off necessarily. Mm, yeah. I quite like rum. I'm still quite new to rum, but I mm-hmm. spent my time drinking whiskey instead of rum. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the rum finishing always, just, I don't know, for me, it just doesn't work. I've tried quite a few different bottles, mm-hmm. but it's just always a bit too tropical. I don't know. They all just taste the same to me. Or like, you know, not um. exactly the same, but then more or less kind of they all have the mm-hmm. same similar you know, banana or pineapple or something like that. And it's just, I don't know. Well, that's interesting you're saying that. I have not tried a lot of rum finishes. I've tried the Glenlivet Caribbean cask. 
mm-hmm. with the with the rum finish. I do like a dark rum, but I can get a wee bit sickened of the kind of sweetness, you know, if I drink a little bit too much of it. So I wasn't sure because I, I kind of like my dark rum, but I thought mm, with whiskey and I wasn't so sure. And I actually felt quite smart because I was getting like, oh, warm bananas, yes. syrupy caramel, oh, pineapple. And then I kind of thought, well, maybe that's incredibly obvious. Yeah, but, well, you know, it might be obvious, but it's that's what you get from rum. Yeah. So you're totally right there. Did But did you like it though then? I actually really did like it. And, you know, I went from like a, a small kind of tasting um kind of measure that I had measured myself and was oh thought I'll just have a little bit more and I thought oh I actually I'm really enjoying this um, and on the taste I found it you know sweet as I would have imagined at first and then I got a kind of mild saltiness of which I did enjoy maybe um, it's maybe not a whiskey that I would have more than a couple of um, always drink responsibly of course Jennifer Rose No, I did really quite like that. But I will be intrigued to try other rum finishes to Mm -hmm. see, am I getting much of the same or can I like discern any differences? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I quite like the Glenlivet. It's nice and light, um, Mm -hmm. easy kind of summary dram. And I like to use it in cocktails. You know, Uh, your highballs or you make some you know, roasted pineapple syrup for your sour or something like that. It's quite uh-huh. nice. Um, and also last summer when I was at the distillery, we paired it with some foods, which was quite nice. Mm. So on its own, I just, I wasn't completely convinced. But when I use it in cocktails <laughs> or pairing with foods, it actually brings out different flavors. So, What kind know. of food pairings did did you guys try with it? Oh, we had um, like sashimi, salmon sashimi with some kind of horseradishy, creamy thing. And Uh um, we had spiced apricots and um, some cherries that were cooked with all sorts of Christmas spices. Oh, no, they were grapes. They were really nice. And yeah, they had meats and cheeses and like lots of things. We tried quite a few whiskeys. Mm. and that's something we'll definitely come back to and speak more about food pairings yeah for sure I think that would be nice I actually just wrote a blog post about it Um, but yeah Mm. shameless (laughs) plug yeah (laughs) on the source again (laughs) check it out (laughs) Um, so yeah one thing I've always wondered though and I always ask everyone when we talk about gask finishes that what is the maximum length of a cask finish like how long before it becomes a double maturation because there's no rules to it Mm, yeah that is such a good question you know I have no clue about that I've not really read anything that discusses that too much or, or heard conversations on it and it is such a good question why why is the answer to that not out there loud and clear yeah, that's the thing. I don't, maybe there's no regulations. Because I know some, mm-hmm. uh, for example, the whiskey seller has a whiskey that it's 22 years old, but it's been finished in rum casks for four years, which is a long time. But that then compared the to time. the, yeah, but then I guess because it's overall 22 years, uh-huh. so the four years is not that long. 
proportionately then, to the overall yeah. length. So I don't know. But Let's yeah. ask some of our future guests about this because it, it is an interesting area, isn't it? I know everyone always has the different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a kind of good way to finish this conversation. Mm-hmm. And if any of our listeners have any opinions on this, so please share your thoughts with us on Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast um, by leaving us a comment or send us a DM. Yes. We'd like to keep this going. I think it will be our like ongoing discussion. Absolutely. Slide into the Whiskey Sisters DMs. Do it. You know you want to. (laughs) Whiskey Sisters Whiskey Fact. It's time for our next Whiskey Fact. Inca, as you are such a peat freak, did you know that no matter how peaty your whiskey is, once you open the bottle, it will start to lose its peatiness due to to oxidisation? Spit it out, Jane. How many tastings have you been doing? (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, I was aware of this. Uh, It is very sad. But as long as I finish the bottle quick enough, you know, <laughs> I won't have this problem. No, seriously. Um, yes, that's why I store my bottles properly uh, away from direct sunlight or any kind mm-hmm. of light. I always keep the boxes that they come in because that will protect even more. Obviously, okay. you want to keep it in the right temperatures and so on. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, a good tip for keeping the quality consistent is to put the liquid into a smaller airtight bottle. So more you consume, the more air there will be inside the bottle. And more air means the flavor profile will start to change faster and over time anyways. So this is why the decanters, even if they are beautiful, Mm -hmm. should not be used for long-term storage. It's just, you know, you're going to ruin your whiskey. They basically expose the spirit with too much light and air. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Bit of a shame because they can be quite pretty. I know. But it's kind of, you know, if you know that you're going to have guests, so then you can do it that way. But um, If you and I are getting together, we will will finish the decanter. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely will. But yeah, so say you've got half a bottle left and you know you're not going to drink it anytime soon, then just mm-hmm. get a smaller bottle and change change it and it will stay better for longer. Top tips. You've been listening to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. Well, that's enough of us for today until our next episode where I will tell you a little bit more about my experience of investing in a cask of whiskey. Very grown up of me. And (laughs) this will include some, yeah, let's just say some interesting sales pitches, uh, some interesting experiences I had before I found the right broker for me. So pour yourself a glass and join us next Wednesday. Meanwhile, you can keep us uh, keep up to date with us on Whiskey Sisters Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast and at Twitter, Whiskey Sisters Podcast, and of course on Facebook. Cheers, Jen. Cheers, Enka. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>